and welcome to MiceCast with your hosts, Richard and Mike. Greg? Well, Greg's not here. He's missing in action. Greg, along with what appears to be like 75% of the rest of the Disney Podcast Network, is in Florida. Walt Disney World, 10 days. We're the two on the network that didn't get to go. <laughs> As if we ever would get to go dirt, with the boys. <laughs> dirt cheap budget here. What can I say? I'm going to you know, in, I'm gonna pour my, my adult way. beverage here for a second. Hang on. Go ahead. Nice. My, uh, my wife told me in no uncertain terms, money with money or without money, I wouldn't be going to Walt Disney World without her ever. Well, yeah, yeah, that's that's you know, Greg can pass the scale of card this direction as much as he wants, but what it comes down to, uh, and I've said this before on this show, is it comes down to it's a political decision. I could go yep. without the family, but the family will not let me back in the house. So, that's right, or you'll be disowned yeah. in no uncertain so terms. Yeah. It's, it's not a question of I don't have a desire to go, and I don't. It, it's it's yeah. a question of the entire family has to come along it's with fun. me. It's funny how he pre- presents it like that. Oh, you don't want to? Well, no, it's, I don't want to fight. Yeah. Yeah, so. so. Um, all right, so what are we going to talk about? We are going to take, we're going to take the, a, a page out of their book, so to speak. But we're going to, we're going to talk about our, I guess, our favorite experiences about Walt Disney World because we're, we're sad we're not there. We're, we're right? going, since they're all there, we're going to visit Walt Disney World ourselves virtually <laughs> yeah. on this program yeah virtually yeah virtually, virtually. <laughs> virtually in our minds or right. no not in our minds but uh with whatever memory we have well it can't be in our minds because we're out of Uh-oh. that yeah <laughs> that's true um no wait there's something oh well never mind it'll come to me later i'm sure um all right well then let's start, I guess, at the top. When, when when was your first trip to Walt Disney World in Florida? No, my first trip was with Greg back in '86. We went. All right, so that was the the spring of '86, right? Spring of 86. Summer, June, June, June. Um, Somebody was May. graduating, huh? Wasn't I think it? I think it was May. Okay, it was the end of May. But regardless, it was springtime for. Yes. June of eighties. Yes. So all right, and you guys, we we stayed at the wonder wonderful Grosvenor Resort, uh, in what at that time was the Walt Disney World Village, before before there was such a place as Pleasure Island or anything like that. It was just a little tiny shopping village off to the side, out in the middle of nowhere. Which all of Walt Disney World was out in the middle of nowhere. There was nothing encroaching on it at that time. Wasn't it called the Marketplace? Or was that the name after it was called The Village? I think The Marketplace even came after uh, Village. Okay. I remember I, That's how I remember it was The Village there, Walt Disney World Village. All right. So 1986, first trip. All, your two choices are Magic Kingdom and Epcot Center, right? Yeah, but you know that was still pretty cool at the time. And, yeah, yeah. And, and okay. the neat thing was, was going over to the TTC, and this monorail went to the Magic Kingdom, this monorail went over here to Epcot Center, and you got to choose which train you got on. So, I mean, it was all kind of... And, you know, growing up around Disneyland, now suddenly you got 40 miles of company around you. It was just kind of interesting. Now, um, 
Didn't they have okay? So monorail to Epcot, monorail Magic Kingdom, what they have now, and then a monorail that stops at all the resorts. Right. Was that the case then? Yeah, you had, you had the twin tracks that went around the Seven Seas Lagoon, and you had the one that was the express over to the Magic Kingdom, and then the one that stopped at the two hotels, which were the Poly the Polynesian Resort and the and uh, contemporary. contemporary. So there was only four stops on that train. Now, of course, you have the fifth stop, the Grand Floridian, which at that time wasn't even groomed land. It was, uh, oh, it, was it was very fine bear. It was it was forest. It was a uh, Floridian forest. Uh, I mean, jungle out there, <laughs> which which is <laughs> well, you which know, is stretching the term forest to my mind. Well, yeah, you know, yeah, I, I I said the word forest, and then suddenly it strikes my mind. I think of forest. I'm thinking of pine trees and. There's no yeah. pine trees in Florida except for the ones that people brought there. But, no, it, it was jungle out in that direction. There was absolutely nothing there. And I was telling telling Greg, where I think, what were we on the, doing the show where I was talking about uh, we went all the way right up to, I'm thinking we, we went up to where the uh, canal that takes the boats off the uh, lagoon, the Seven Seas Lagoon into the back. You know. Into Bay Lake, yeah. yeah. You couldn't, at least as far as I could tell, there was no pathway back then. Uh, when you reached the end of the Polynesian Resort, you reached the end of civilization. There was nothing past that. Yeah, civilization as far as I know it. All right. When was your first trip? My, my first trip was in 1990, January of 1990. Um, I remember very clearly that Disneyland was celebrating its 35th anniversary the week I was gone. They... You know, they didn't wait till July because <laughs> it was a big parade. Reagan was there, all kinds of stuff. We missed it. July of 1990. We stayed at a place called the Club Lake Suites. The Club Lake Suites? Yes, which is part of um, the Club Lake Village because the tree houses were part of the Club Lake uh, the, the Club Lake Complex. You had the suites, the tree houses, and... Villas? Yeah, the villas. I do remember that whole area. Yeah. It became yeah. The, uh, the, what was it? The Disney uh, Institute. Dis- Institute. Yeah. yeah. And um, and they had a uh, like a business center, you know, a convention center. Because we went, I went on an employee trip, so we left. You know, it was like pay. It was like five hundred bucks, five hundred thirty-five dollars for a week stay at the Club Lake Suites. We're supposed to be three to a room, and your price is based on how many people per room. Right. You know, less people, now, that the higher the price. Disney company trips, wasn't it? Yeah, but yeah, you, yeah. You were with Disney. Correct. So we, you know, we took, you know, it was all included. Um, you know, you're expected to sign yourself in as a cast member using your sign-in privileges. Um, you get, you know, food was on your own. Airfare and hotels basically what the price included, but they they rounded us up at the airport, drove us in a bus, you know, the first magical express, I guess, <laughs> uh, <laughs> with our bags, um, took us to the business center of the Club Lake complex. And we sat in a conference room and they kind of welcomed us. And here you go, here's a packet, and they, oh, that's where they handed out all the room keys because you didn't know what with or without air conditioning with oh, okay, with. Good. It was with, but yeah, no, they, you know, all we knew who you, you, the only thing you knew is who your roommates were, 
Because when you signed up for the trip, you said, these are the guys in our room. Right. They hand out these little packets with your room keys and some welcome stuff. And then uh, we had to wait outside the business center for regular complex transportation to take you to your area. Oh, wow. So, and uh, but yeah, it was just two of us. The third guy, he got he broke his leg or something like the week before, so he couldn't go. He lost his money. Oh, Paid 500 bucks, never got to go. But I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask you how long. How long did you stay in that first trip? How long was your trip? A week exactly? Our, our seven days? I, I remember it being a week long, and we rented a car the one day and went down to a Cape. You know, it was the obligatory trip down to Cape Canaveral, which that was fun. That was, you know, again, growing up watching it all on TV and being a big fan and watching the uh, Apollo program, Skylab, and. Uh, then later on the space shuttles, it was, and then watching the history of it, we went through the old Cape Canaveral Air Force site, and then Greg still had his contacts with a few friends that were in the Air Force even way back then before he even joined him. Was that that was? No, eighty six. He was in, I think. Okay, he was. Okay, yeah, he was. It. That's right, because they, he was. He was still in the Air Force because I met him when we were flying. I was flying from Orange County. We ended up meeting in Atlanta and taking at the Delta Hub, and then from okay. flying from Atlanta into Orlando. But he had his uh, friends that were stationed over there at Cape Canaveral, so we stopped over at their house. And we were talking with them back then. It was just kind of it, it was kind of a fun trip, but um, yeah, it was about a whole week that we were there, and I even back then with just the two parks and. Not much more going for the resort at that time. I still felt like I needed more time to look around. Yeah, no kidding. Now, did you check out resorts? Did you go inside the Polynesian? Did you go inside the Contemporary? We went. Uh, did you go check? Did you go check out the Disney Inn out in BFE? <laughs> <laughs> we we went into the Contemporary and we had reservations for. At that time, it was Top of the World Restaurant, which is what is it now? The California Grill. California Grill. Yeah. Uh-huh. Why do they call it the California Grill in Florida? I don't understand that one. Because they're trying to give you, they're trying to connotate the food they're 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 going to serve you. Uh, anyway, seriously. So we had reservations up there at the top of the world. So we ate there. We had we went to go see the Hoopty Doo review. Had to go see that back then. So we had we went over to, of course. Now when we went over to, uh, uh, yeah, the campgrounds. What is the name of that? Fort Wilderness. Thank you. I, you would think I would remember that one, spending so much time. River Country. River Country, all that. When we went over there, it was dark, so I didn't really get a chance to see that much of that area. And then we just kind of skirted the Polynesian Resort, just kind of wandered around that for a few minutes. Most of the time was spent back in the parks, especially a lot of time in Epcot, Greg. Uh, when he was there a few years earlier, got to stand on the, mo- you know, his famous yeah, the story. monorail platform. Got yeah, to stand yeah. on the monorail platform and look at it. So he really was hot to trot to go into that park. So we spent a lot of time in Epcot Center. And I got to say, when we were there in 86, it was only open for four years at that point. Not quite a full four years. It still had a lot of newness to it. It was still very fresh. So, okay. Now, um, any 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 particular dining 
you know, uh, experience or event that stands out for that trip? You know, the Hoopty Doobie review was really fun. I enjoyed that, and I enjoyed the uh, big, you know, the family style, put the pot all you can eat. Yeah. Of course, you know, <laughs> I, I had a few pounds back then, and <laughs> a little more than I have now. And at that time, you know, my job was a much more physically demanding job, so I could eat a lot back then and get away with it. I still joke, I can't believe I look back and it's like, oh yeah, lunch consisted of two cheeseburgers, a bowl of fries, and all you can drink Coca-Cola, and I got away with it. I could eat that type of stuff, and now it's, nowadays I look at sliders and I go, those two little cheeseburgers, can I handle I Okay, th- this is just a splurge. I'll just have this today. I'll have the salad tomorrow, you know? Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a combination of of job and you know age, yeah. yeah well, job <laughs> it makes the middle yeah. middle get round. Job job was the biggest one when I started gaining a lot more. But anyways, that's a whole nother. All right, all right. So hoop to do. You remember hoop to do? What else? Hoop to do and what is it? The Columbia Inn stands out in my mind. Oh, the Harbor House, Columbia Harbor House, Columbia Harbor House uh, over at the okay. Kingdom, and then uh, Germany. That's what I really learned. That I liked German, as as my voice cracks here. That I liked yeah. German wines. They were very, very tasty. Oh, okay. It's a good thing Greg's out here because he'd probably give you crap. Yeah, he would. And uh, it, <laughs> can I say gratuitous yeah, verbal abuse? Gratuitous verbal abuse, but it's not that it isn't justified. It it would be justifiable because, well, you know how yeah. I am when I drink. So anyway, yeah, yeah. So what right. stands out in your mind when you were there? Okay, so. 1990 January. Now, again, a week. It was like week to week, you know, Tuesday to Tuesday, whatever it was. Um, We stayed, okay, first, the first day we hit, we hit Magic Kingdom first day. The guy that I was staying with, my roommate and I, we got along well. So, you know, we planned to do everything pretty much together. And we would, in our first day there, it was just the two of us. Um, Yeah, so Magic Kingdom was. First thing on the list now, but we're January, so the park's hours are like 10 to 6, maybe 9 to 6. I mean, standard winter hours. Yeah. You know, I was actually surprised it closed at 6 o'clock. I wanted to get shots, you know, photographs and video of Magic Kingdom at night. And <laughs> It's daytime. If you, if you No, if you look at my, if you look at the video I have, you know, I'm I'm standing at the end of Main Street shooting down, you know, train station, shooting down Main Street towards the castle. Yeah. And it's dusk. But it's you know we're getting herded out. It's yeah. dusk, so so you know that was our first day. We ate at King Stephens. That's what it was you know the Cinderella's Royal Table. You know the restaurant in the castle. Yeah, and we ate lunch. We we had someone came along and told us that if you want to eat the nice places, eat lunch at the nice places because the menu is less expensive. Yeah. So you know. Which is opposite of what we do with dining plan nowadays. Dining plan, we, we schedule dinner for the free food, so you get the maximum amount of your <laughs> out of your cat. But but yeah, it was lunch. Um, I remember almost all the places we ate. Our first day, uh, King Stephens at Magic Kingdom. That night when we're when I, Pleasure Island had just opened, Pleasure Island had opened like the previous summer. So almost every night we you know we would the Magic Kingdom would close. We'd go back. Freshen up and then go to Pleasure Island. And there we ran into a couple other people that were also on the trip with us. And then the rest of our week, they were always with uh, this, at least this other couple 
and a couple other people we knew. Yeah. So, um, but I, I remember the second day just itching to get to Epcot, just itching. You know, Magic Kingdom, great, yeah. You know, nice compared to Disneyland, but you know, give me Epcot. Yeah. And um, you know, we ate at the San, the San and Hell Inn inside the Mexico Pavilion because it was most like Blue Bayou. Yeah. With the boats going by. But I just, I, I remember being <clears throat> the the three places that I just thought were awesome was Horizons. Um, Spaceship Earth and um, Imagination. Those three just, and even though <laughs> Imagination Pavilion's like a, I, I watched a video tip of it a while back. I was like, this is like a head trip. <laughs> it's the craziest. It's the but, craziest sets and the music and what they're telling you. It was like nuts. I mean, it's, but you I, know the thing is, I loved the old Imagination Pavilion. I loved Dreamfinder. I love the whole storyline. Yeah. And yes. Yes. You know, I don't want to say anything bad about Eric Idle. He's he's hilarious, and the show that they have there now is pretty good. But I really miss a lot of that original Dreamfinder show. Well, the the whole the whole beginning where you're kind of moving along along with that big animatronic of him sitting on his little right, Dreamcatcher exactly. there. Yeah. That was kind of actually pretty cool to look at. Yeah. Once once you left that and went through the rest, it was kind of kind of weird. But that first thing was cool. And you know, back yeah. in the in the original days of Epcot, you actually had a face character that was out there, a Dreamfinder mm-hmm. face character that wandered around that whole pavilion. With a little with a little figment hanging on him. Yeah, exactly. And I always thought that now, was kind of cool. Now here's something that's crazy. And I went I went to every pavilion in Future World. I went, you know, Energy saw the dinosaurs did that thing. When Wonders of Life had just opened, so Cranium Command, we actually ended up doing that twice, that trip. Did Body Wars, which made me sick. <laughs> sick from the motion yeah. or sick from... Seasick. Oh. Yeah, no, seasick. Yeah, seasick. And, th- and this it is was... coming from a Navy man. Yes. No, I, I've been seasick exactly twice in my life. Once on a ship, once in Body Wars. <laughs> you know, you have to recognize this. All right, so then, you know, so Wonders of Life, then uh, Horizons... World of Motion did all that. On the other side, Imagination and Living Seas. We never went into the Land Pavilion. You never went in the Land Pavilion. Never went to the Land Pavilion. Oh, that was that was you know the big one. Wait, so not check into. Maybe it was Living with the Land because I remember seeing the Veggie Veggie Fruit Fruit thing. Yeah. Maybe it was just I didn't go on the Living with the Land ride. Oh, you know, I don't remember. You know, I, I saw the. I, in fact, funny you should mention that because I was just looking at some the the. Uh, footage of Epcot. Epcot, of course, the anniversary is coming up next week, the opening of Epcot. Correct. And they were, we were going through some footage of uh, the opening show with Danny Kay and actually a pre-opening show that I looked back at and I guess I kind of remember parts of it, but it was never really stuck in the head that, oh, well, I remember that show. But there was a pre-opening show that came out a couple months earlier with Michael Landon for Epcot, where they were showing the building of it. But anyways, we were looking at some of that stuff, and the uh, uh, Roy, what's his name, from Hee Haw. Roy Clark. Thank you. I kept wanting to say Orbison, and that's that's definitely not the right Roy. But Roy (laughs) Clark uh, singing that song, Let's Listen to the Land, and going through that boat and reading all the text on, okay, this building covers six acres of land in the back, blah, 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 blah. 
and this boat goes through everything. I, I just want to see into hydroponics and all these new little things are trying out. So I had to go try that out and check it out. What I've never eaten at was the restaurant upstairs, though, that the garden grill, the garden grill where it the turns the, giving you the full view of the uh, uh, the inside of the attraction. I've never eaten at that restaurant. I've always wanted to, but just didn't want to spend the time. I just wanted to get moving on. All right, so this is for 86. Have you ever eaten at Garden Grill? No, never. Since then? Oh, neither have I, so I don't feel bad. Never. But then, right, you know, it, I've never been over at the uh, pub over at Great, uh, Great Britain, and Greg was... Rosencrown? Yeah, Greg was saying that was pretty good, decent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, now, our first trip there... Now, when I went there in 1990, when we went to the World Showcase, it was... You know, we started on, on the... Uh, the, the east side. So it was Mexico, then into uh, Norway, which was brand new at the time. Go on Maelstrom. China, we kind of glazed, glossed through. Germany, we spent some time in. Italy, we spent some time in. American Adventure. Went on the American Adventure. Then had to get back to Mexico for lunch. And then we decided whoever was with us wanted to go into Canada and Great Britain. So into Canada, Great Britain, and something else. Maybe the park was closing. I don't remember, but we never crossed the bridge and never did France, Morocco, or Japan. Oh, you did? No. And, and I think in that week, I went to Epcot at least twice. I never went to France, Morocco, or Japan. Uh, I wouldn't go to those countries anyways. Yeah, but we, we wanted... <laughs> We'd wanted it just for the you know S's and G's. Wanted to take the boat from oh, Epcot Studios. Yeah, never did it. Oh well, of course you know when we were there in '86, we didn't have the studios yet, and we didn't have the boats going out that direction either. Yeah, well, we, we didn't have. We only had the one gate at Epcot. Center that the studios thing. had been open for almost six months at that point. So, yeah. so I didn't get to hit that until um, when was that trip? Um, well, I guess that was the first trip with the kids, which was 2001. Wait, you didn't go between 86 and 2001? Yes, you did. I went once in 87. That was with, that, that was with Karen. That was right? with, that was with, with the, uh, the future Mrs. Richard. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I remember that trip. I remember going away for that trip. Yeah. Or you go that trip. All right. So, so, wow. Well, I don't feel bad. I went 1990 and go back again until 2005. So, <laughs> and I, you know, but you know, the thing is, we're ta- we're talking about those trips in '86 and '87. You know, I, I have a lot of good fond memories of those. And the funny thing is, when we went there in '87, I stayed at the same hotel, the Grosvenor Resort, because it was a very fine resort hotel. And just couldn't picture being able to afford one of the Disney hotels. But when we went back there. Uh, Later on in uh, 2001, the idea was we're going to spend some time at a Disney hotel, and that's when we went to the Wilderness Lodge. And the two trips that I took in 01 and 03 with the kids and everything, that that's when suddenly you think of it, okay, it's great going there and seeing all, but then when you get to have your own kids there, then you get to the whole oh, yeah. perspective on it. D- different, different story. All fun. Yeah. And it's a good thing yeah. Greg's not here because he'd be sitting here going playing his violin and being sap songy, but Ah well, you know, he you know, 
What can you say? I'm not, I'm not going to cast aspersions because it'd be so easy to say some mean things. <laughs> it would be, and it's it would be so fun, but yeah, but no. Uh, <laughs> the last Greg is coming back some, you know, in a few another week. So <laughs> you may even actually hear this at some point. Who knows? Yeah. Um. All right. So in '86, you stayed at the Grove, like Grosvenor, Grosvenor, Grosvenor. Grosvenor. Yeah, thank the you. Grosvenor. Silent. Okay, Grosvenor. All right, so you stayed for a week. Did you ever go? Did you ever go into the marketplace, the village? Did you ever do their little, sh- you little know, bit of shopping? The first, there? the first trip we did, but like I said, it wasn't the lo- It wasn't all that large. It was, to be quite no. honest, a little unimpressive. Correct, because it was like seventies architecture, wood, all wood, you know, dark. It, it wasn't all that expansive, and I figure if I'm going to spend money and everything, I'm going to wait until I get back into Epcot or over in the Magic Kingdom, and I'm going to spend money over there. Did you ever go, okay, now that road, that little piece of road that has these little resorts, you know, the Hilton, the, the yeah. what else is on there? There's Hilton, there's a, there, used there's like a, like a comfort, uh, Days Inn or something, there's the Grosvenor, there's, there's the Viscount. Oh yeah, yeah. There's like that was used to be the travel lodge there. Yeah, there's like five hotels on the street yeah, that leads the Buen- to the marketplace. Buena Vista Palace. Okay, but at the other end of that street was like a like a, a strip mall kind of a place. Did you ever go in there? No, that was actually, if I remember correctly, the one you're talking about. That's literally right on the property line. It was just outside the property line. Cor- correct. And correct. We all we all looked at it, Greg and. Uh, because I was I was with Greg and Mrs. Greg at that time, and we just looked at each other. And we agreed, there's no sense walking off property. We're just going to stay on property and do our bidding on property. So we no, we never never even thought about going out over that direction. Okay, well, like our second or third night there. All right, so my my buddy and I we've already we've already done Pleasure Island twice. I mean, we saw the comedy show, which is probably a shell of its former self because when we saw it they the show just full-on made fun of disney world and ripped on disney it was just crazy we spent the you know the rest of the night in the adventurers club um then we, we met some folks that next day we went to epcot we hang out with them you know epcot closed went back to the to Par- to pleasure island but we were staying in suites mm-hmm. you know we're so we had not full kitchens, but, you know, kitchenettes. You know, we had full refrigerator, microwave, coffee maker, you know, all that stuff. So kit and caboodle. Yeah, so like our second, our third day, which is probably the studio's day, we decided, hey, we should get some, we should get some uh, bit of groceries, you know, maybe some crap for breakfast, because we're probably already tired of cinnamon rolls at that point for breakfast, uh, some coffee for the coffee maker, and, you know, some adult beverage for the evening time. Because, seriously, Pleasure Island was expensive. Yeah. I mean, we had... Now, part of our welcome package, Pleasure Island had... Um, they're they're like they are now, where you pay per club. Right. Or you could pay a, pa- a price to get all the clubs, because there's like five clubs, right? And then at one point, they I guess they moved it to a second separate gate that once you paid entrance, you got to everything. But at that point... So they'd given us these in our little welcome packet, these admission tickets for Pleasure Island, and we didn't think there was enough for the whole week, so we wanted to take some, I guess, time off and conserve them. Yeah. So we went to that to <laughs> to that grocery store that's on the edge of that uh, uh, 
uh, you know, yeah, I can't and I can't for the life remember. But we went in there, the, the four of us, me, my my roommate and I, and this this couple we had been hanging out with, and and adult beverage up the waz and doing crazy stuff. I and, thought you were gonna find it was a dry county. <laughs> no, no, we got we got wine coolers. I remember and some beer, and um, we're able to. We, I have a picture of us in the grocery store. I have a picture of us in front of the 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 beer cooler at the grocery store. So I know we were able to get that stuff. But we went back and played you know killer games of Uno to the all hours of the morning. And so how and many just like now, golf packs can you all carry? <laughs> I, well, the funny thing is, there's four of us. We. I remember we walked to the grocery store, and we got in, and we filled up the cart, and someone says, how are we going to get back? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess we're taking a cab. Didn't think that far through, did you? No, you know, actually, I I was thinking I could carry a six-pack, because that was what was on my shopping list. My buddy who's the high maintenance one. He's the one that wanted coffee and the milk and all this crap, and I'm saying, ah, six packs is good enough for a couple nights for me. Let's so, get some breakfast. Okay, I got my six pack. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, so we, there was, you know, things were, this is January, everything was closing early. And, and so the choice was go back to the room and make your own entertainment or go to Pleasure Island, really, or go off property. So we, I mean, we ultimately, we did, we did one night at the Hoop de Doo. What else? We, we ate, we ate at the 50s, Primetime 50s Cafe. Trying to think of the uh, places we uh, one night. All right, now the four of us are hanging out together. We all worked at the hotel, okay. And one of them, one of the the guy, this other couple. See, I'm referring to the other couple. Like me and this other guy were a couple, right? Well, I'm <laughs> we not going to make the rude <laughs> comment that Greg the semantics. All right, my buddy and I. Right, we had a common friend who worked the front desk and his girlfriend. Okay, okay. that couple. All right. Well, that that other guy, his. He, uh, his old boss, transferred from from their room in the middle of the night. Did you? I mean, no, they're on the other side. They're on the other side of the resort. Oh, okay, just okay. Um, but a a manager that worked at Disneyland Hotel transferred to Florida. He and his wife both transferred to Florida, and she was like uh, a front desk manager for the Contemporary, and he was a front desk manager for the newly opened Caribbean Beach Resort. And so the whole time we're there, you know, they're talking about, hey, we should get together, whatever. So finally, once we'd been there for four or five days, we'd seen everything. We finally meet up with this guy, and he gives us a tour of the Caribbean Beach and tells us, you know, all the other resorts have this many rooms, but the Caribbean Beach is like 2,000 rooms. Oh, and all of us being like, you know, hotel weenies are like, wow, that's a lot. And then one day, we'll check out. And check in a thousand rooms. Now at that time, that's the whole Disneyland Hotel, because Disneyland Hotel at the time was like eleven, eleven hundred twenty rooms. Yeah, eleven hundred forty rooms. So he was telling us in one day they would they would have enough people come and go as if our full hotel was changed complete occupancy in one day. That's <laughs> like, pretty cool. Damn, that's a lot of people. Yeah. yeah, that's a lot of rooms. Yeah, I mean, he was just telling us about the sheer operation. So at one point. They took us out to a crab, a crab restaurant way off property. Can't remember the name of the place. They give you. I still have a little hammer somewhere. They give you a little hammer to smash the crab open with. <laughs> and um, you know, there's brown paper on the tables. So you draw. They give you markers. So you draw on 
on the table to entertain yourself. Yeah. But it was so fun to listen to this husband and wife rip each other about the hotel they worked at. You know, he called the contemporary a toaster. <laughs> How's it? What's it like working inside a toaster? You know, and she'd say, you know, how does it feel working for Disney's Days In? You know, because it was, it, you know, it was the first really inexpensive. I mean. First moderate resort. No, no, no. The Caribbean Beach in open was, was a value. Oh, it was a value. When, when it opened, it was $79 off season. 79 bucks a night off season. Oh. Yeah, so as they, as they, as they off, as they built more out. And, or built more hotel uh, hotel space, right? And they and they added the level value and it upgraded by default the Caribbean Beach. Uh-huh. The Caribbean Beach was the first value resort in Florida. It was it was cheap, real cheap. And through him, he got us to see the the uh, the preview center, which was two sh- two little shacks out in the middle of nowhere. For Port Orleans, French Quarter, and Dixie Landings, which eventually became the Riverside. So we got to see mock-ups of those places. That's cool. It was pretty cool. Yeah, when, and then, uh, go ahead. I was going to say, when, when we were there on my first trip in 86 with uh, Greg, and I had called, talked to a friend of mine over here at uh, Cast Activities who referred me to a friend of his over at Cast Activities at Florida, and we ended up getting a little backstage tour, going through the back area, through the maintenance complex, coming down through the uh, main entrance into the Utilidors underneath the Magic Kingdom. That was a fun little tour there. Is this this a tour Greg talks about you showed up wearing a coat and tie? Yes. Okay. Well, you know, again, again, we're glad he's not here because he'd, yeah, he'd, be <laughs> he'd start being his He'd start being his typical <laughs> ass. But you know, I since I can say it now without being so rudely interrupted by him, you know, at that time I'd only been with the company for a few years. You're taught you're prof- you're supposed to be professional at all times. Whenever you're doing business, blah 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 blah, et cetera, et cetera, and so on. So here I am coming from California going to Florida. I'm essentially on business. I'm going to be out there with the tie on because that's the way things was were you know wasn't this sure. casual thing that everything goes on now. Everything was shirt and tie and I just happened to wear a jacket with it because well I could. <laughs> and, you know 90 degrees and 90% humidity didn't bother me like it does now. So yeah, I go out well, there, and then here's Greg out there in his shorts and his Air Force T-shirt on. I'm going, okay, so I feel a little overdressed, but hey, I'm a company man here, and this is company business. I'm not going to be a, you know, so it was an idiot. Uh, All right, so this was a good trip. Our tour, what they what they show you? Anything? Essentially, anything we wanted to. He says, "Well, where do you want to go?" So, for the most part, I let Greg call the shots on it because Greg knew it far, knew the layout of the land a lot more than I did, especially back then. Well, heck, for the most part, now too. So, so seriously, give us an example of what you saw. Oh, well, we went through the maintenance shops. We went through the uh, main dry docks. At that time, they had one of the. Uh, uh, the big Subs. ferry boats that go between the TTC oh, okay. and the Kingdom were up was up in dry dock. It was interesting seeing that pulled out of the water. 
because when you think of dry docks, you think of it, okay, they're bringing it down into a this dock area. They close the gates and pump the water Crazy. out, and it's down below ground level. No, this is like a giant landing like you would have at the lake where you drop your motorboat in, except mm-hmm. in this case you have these big winches, and it just pulls this whole boat right up onto the land, so you're at regular ground level all around this boat. Really? Yeah, it was kind of neat. Um, we went through the landscape area, which, looking back at it now, because having dealt with the landscape a lot more around Disneyland, it was kind of funny. Disneyland, you have this, okay, the landscape area is about the size of your average 7-Eleven. And that's for the most part it, because they bring in the plants on an almost daily basis for what they need. You go to the landscape area there over in Florida, and you might, drive a little bit and get lost going between the rows of all the plants that they have sitting over there. Um, so you got to see some of that? Got to see some of that. Well, you had no choice because that was the way you had to go through to get into this maintenance bay area. We went okay. We went walking through there and then uh, he drove us down into the utilidors uh, where the uh, main entrance going into the utilidors. And of course at that time the Nemo submarines were still running so he says, oh yeah, that's." The, he points up above and you can see these palm trees. He goes, yeah, that's the submarines right above us. I'm going, okay, that's." you could see the rock work and the uh, palm trees up there and it was just kind of a unique ex- thought that okay, the submarines are traveling above us and here I'm watching these big, big trucks going in and out of this tunnel underneath the Magic Kingdom. So he gave us the tour down there, took us through the costuming area. Um, the cafeterias, we, he said, okay, which way do you want to go? We ended up taking the main corridor underneath the uh, castle down towards Main Street, took us up uh, the elevator into the castle to uh, King Stephens, which at that time wasn't open. They didn't have lunch. They only had dinner at that time. Dinner, okay. So it wasn't open. So we, that's, that, in fact... You talk about going to King. That was the. That's been the only time I've ever been to King Stephens. I've never eaten at that restaurant either. No, I'll so. probably never eat there again now. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, that. the following trips that I've been there, you know, Greg said, "Oh, it's so-so. It's it's well, it's, it's a nice experience if you want the experience, but the the trip that we were there, he didn't want to go deal with it, and it just, again, it has never been one of those big things that have ever been on my list." I remember the food being my first trip there. The food being, oh, okay, you know the the sitting up, you know, next to stained glass window, looking out over Fantasyland. That that's really your main draw there. Yeah. Other than that, yeah. And then this time when we went with the kids, we went in two thousand five. Oh, we made reservations. We ate there. The menu was fixed. Well, it's buffet and style, isn't it? No, no, no. No, no, what no, is buffet, no. It's fixed menu. This is what we're serving today. We'll bring it to you in this order. 35 oh. bucks, please. And it's char- the breakfast- is it character dining? Yes. Okay. But all the characters are the girls. Of all, course, princesses. all princesses. Okay. Now, b- breakfast might be buffet. We had lunch, and it was fixed menu. And there was a couple things on the, appet- you know, the appetizer course. is like, yuck, I don't want that. <laughs> yeah. Some... Some fish based, yeah, I don't know, it was gross. Oh, that's uh, disgusting. Yeah. Um, I, I, I thought they were doing buffet somewhat like what the Plaza Inn does with the character breakfast out here. It's a breakfast, but it's buffet style, so you can pick and choose what you want between eggs, mm-hmm. continental, pancakes. Okay. 
I, I can't comment on the breakfast at, uh, at the castle. Didn't eat breakfast. Yeah. Ate lunch. Now, we had that same trip. Here I'm here jumping, right? But that same trip with the kids, we had the Crystal Palace character dining. That was a buffet. That's cool. What was the other? And Mickey's, Chef Mickey's in the contemporary that, you know, was also uh, a buffet character dining, which doesn't exist anymore, does it? They're changing all that. Which one now? They're changing the restaurants set up in the contemporary. Uh, yes, we were just ta- we were talking about that a few weeks ago. We were looking at the uh, construction with the new tower. So they're changing. Yeah, they're changing a lot of things going on around there. All right. So anyway, back to the Wayback Machine. Wayback Machine. All right. So, so we, yeah. we to finish the trip off, we went over to uh, took the. Uh, one utility, the west utilidor over towards, he goes, oh yeah, and here's the elevator that goes up onto the island. I go, what? He goes, oh yeah, this is the elevator and the stairways that go up to, by golly, this the uh, elevator goes right up into Aunt Polly's and we're on Tom Sawyer's Island, so that was the end of the tour was on the island. Wow. Which I, I thought that was just really trippy, being on the island through the elevator. You always, you, there's always the rumors that, oh yeah, there's a tunnel over to Tom Sawyer's Island at Disneyland. No, there is no. not. The, everything <laughs> everything that gets on the island has to go by raft. It yes. does not get there any other way. And I, I wonder, I wonder, you, you might even know the answer to this, but do cast members at Magic Kingdom in Florida have the option of deploying above ground or underground? My understanding, and this comes from somebody that was there Jiminy, about 15 years ago, is... Still with the old information. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so it's dated information. <laughs> we know how things can change around here. Um, how does that famous line go? Uh, things things around here change like the wind, and today's uh, policy depends on who broke wind. So... <laughs> um, <laughs> but as of 15 years ago... Everybody had to go out. In fact, you know who we should talk to is the guys over on uh, Trapped on Vacation. Check with them. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I was just listening to their show yesterday, their anniversary show. Um, but my understanding was they're mandatory. They go. They deploy through the Utilidors. All right, at so, Magic Kingdom, because that's the only place. The only place. That has them. Everybody else is back above ground, just like it is over at Disneyland in California. Which, when Greg and I got to Epcot, we were thinking, "Oh, this is going to be just like the Magic Kingdom." And we and we even asked that when we were on the tour, "Why didn't they?" Do, you know, we thought they'd build all the utilidors and everything else at Epcot. Nope, never happened. So, yeah, different philosophies, eleven years apart. I think. Yeah. I, I just, I'm, you know, so they go, go as go underground as far as you can. Yeah. To get to your. All right. Interesting. All right. So <clears throat> now when. Um, all right. So any other non-park? Okay. So you went to Cape Canaveral. Yeah. Any other non-park resort activity? Uh, any other non-park things? No. Uh, the only thing I've ever done was went to Cape Canaveral twice. On one of those trips, we went down to uh, 
Oh, how far? We went about halfway down towards uh, Fort Lauderdale area. And wow, okay. Yeah, we, we, we took a... I had a really good deal on the rental car. It was $18 for the day, unlimited mileage. The whole day, I, I, had, I had 24 hours. All I had to do is have the gas tank at the same level where it was. It's like, we're going to put... And it was a brand new car when we got it. We had... Uh, when I picked the car up, it had 12 miles on it. When I took the car back to him the next day, it was 200 and some miles on it. Nice. So, get the most out of it. Oh yeah, we had we had uh, Mrs. Richard and I had a lot of fun on that one, and that was prior to kids. So, yeah, it, it was it was um, you know, spit in the wind, see which direction's blowing. That's the way we're heading. Well, sometimes that's a way to do it. I know now on the was it that it had to be the year before um, when Greg was over in Florida. He had Air Force training. He had to go to right immediately following that trip. So he ended up going over to what is Tampa Bay, and I think that's where Bush Gardens Dark Continent is. Uh-huh. And then he went up on the uh, Gulf Coast side of Florida where he had to go up to, where is it, Panama City, I think it is. Probably Eglin Air Force yeah, Base. up there to play his two weeks in the mud training that for the next, you know, he got to spend a week in Walt Disney World and then two weeks in the mud for the Air Force, so. <sighs> yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, mud, I'm sure it was. <laughs> well, from the way he describes it is they had to learn because his job would have been to set up the camps and everything they had to learn how to set up these big tents and everything and of course they don't put them in a nice spot they just put them in the whatever mud hole isn't being used this week so they just dump the stuff out in the truck and go, okay here it is go figure out how to set it up type stuff so but that's the way he described it to me you'll have to talk to him on that okay one. sure maybe i will then maybe we don't want to hear it too. So yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, to wrap up our trip, we I told you, but we those the locals took us off property for a dinner. Um, we got to see the mock-ups or the the newest place they're getting ready to build. But we spent uh, out of six nights there, easily three nights, maybe four nights at Pleasure Island Adventurers Club. Went to the comedy store once. Went to the Ventures Club. Didn't uh, went into their 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 uh, place called Mannequins, a place with the with the turntable dance floor. Went in there once, not for me. Um, oh, the place there was the the had the live rock bands. It was the roller skating rink, the Rock and Roller Dome. The rock and Roller Dome. That sounds familiar. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. Sounds I, so eighties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went. I went in there because. Uh, the music was my kind of music at the time. Headbanger. No, not headbanger. Just, you know, regular <laughs> radio, rock and roll stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, I remember spending a lot on Actually, we'd start Adventures Club, and then when my roommate would get cranky and tired, then I'd go to the other place and hang out there the rest of the night until they closed. You know, I got to say, and, I'm sorry. I just, the one thing that, one advantage I've always had when I've gone there 
that you didn't get a chance to on that trip is I've always been there when they had the extended hours. So parks didn't close until oh, yeah. 11 o'clock at night, so I never had a spot where we were trying to figure out what to do in the evening. The latest the latest Epcot stayed open was 9, and you know, that was for illuminations. Yeah, stay there till 9 o'clock until it closes, then you jump on the monorail to the TDC, to the Magic Kingdom, and spend another couple hours over there. And, and illuminations back then was not at all what it is now. And now they, not yeah, now they have what is it? Fire, all that. Well, stuff. So, anyway, yeah. I'm sorry, you were telling about the Adventures Club. And- all right, all right. Well, the Adventures Club, you know, staying there for a bit and shift to the other place. But it was closing down Pleasure Island where I learned that the flags on the buses were magnetic. <laughs> were, were, were magnetic, you know, you know, door signs. You know, door signs on a car, right? You know, yeah. the real estate people. So I learned they're magnetic. I, I was sitting there at the bus stop because the bus routes were marked by flags. Right. You know, the the, the resort Walt Disney World resorts broken up into areas. You have the the Epcot area, Magic Kingdom, um, and and these and the buses would go these routes. Right, the route would be. For us, it would be, you know, it was Epcot Center Village. So the bus would go between Epcot Center and the village and the four or five stops in between. And it would just go on this route round and round and round. Um, not not very much like it is today where it's, where it's resort, hotel to park, hotel to park, hotel to park. These, these would, you know, be more like a city bus would have a, a different dedicated route. Um, you know, Magic Kingdom Village or... Magic Kingdom. Uh, I even dare say you could take a bus from resort from park to park back then. Anyway, so I'm I'm sitting there on this bench, waiting for a, a bus that's going to go to the village where I'm staying. Right, and there's this guy. He's got his walkie-talkie, and a bus rolls up, and he walks up to them and asks them how much gas they have left. And he, they tell him, and he goes, okay, you know, stick with your route. Okay. Well, at one point, these two buses are sitting there, and he goes, how much gas you got left? The guy says, you know, tells him whatever, and he goes, guy, how much gas you got left? Tells him, he says, wait, all right, you guys are swapping routes. So he peeled, I watched him peel the magnet, <laughs> the magnet flag off of one bus and swap them. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to get me one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get me one of those. And... Uh, our, so our last day, we had like half a day. I, I think um, our bus from the business center where they originally dropped us off, we had to meet there with our bags at like 3, I want to say like 3 o'clock, um, to get on the big bus to take us back to the airport. So that last half day, we spent visiting resorts. We visited the Grand Floridian uh, as much of the public space we could. And we visited the Contemporary as much as we went up to the roof, you know, spent time up there on the roof. Um, getting ready to go to the Polynesian, we ran out of time. So anyway, on the bus <laughs> back to back to the place, I stepped off the bus, turned around, saw no one, just snagged that flag and shoved it under my coat and kept walking. <laughs> and and it's well, hey, I'm sorry. <laughs> and that flag is still on my refrigerator in the garage to this day. I have to turn you in. Ah. Uh, it's one of my best souvenirs of my trip, my first trip ever to to get some email from Disney asking you for their dollar ninety eight for that little magnet. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm i yeah, I've hung on that thing since for the <laughs> seventeen years. Um Jeez. 
and it's the Epcot Center Village ECV, and and they were color coded. You know, the color told you what main route it was, and then the little letters told you what sub route it was. Yeah, was something extra you had to learn just while you were there. Yeah. So uh, I got to ask you: you were up on the rooftop there of uh, the Contemporary, looking down through yes. the skylights down below. No, no, we'd walk up on the catwalks that are outside that that restaurant. Right. And and okay. as you're walking, be- walking, you're walking between, the, or you can look down through the skylights down into the lobby down below. Okay, I didn't do that. You didn't do that. No. I was going to say, how were you on doing that? Nah. <laughs> I, now, Richard, I, 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 unlike you, I do not have a problem with heights like that. I, now, if I was standing on a ladder looking down, I'd have a. Dude, that's a now, different kind of heights now, to be afraid I, of. I was doing pretty good for the most part. I was pretty proud of myself because when we had dinner there that night at the uh, restaurant, uh, we went out there. And you know Greg. Even back then, Greg's on this little merciless, fiendish thing of, oh, we're gonna, you know, he's going to try to piss me off one way or the other by you know, <laughs> pushing me into something I really don't want to do. Um like he still thinks that we go to Vegas, he says, oh, "I'm going to get you on the roller coaster over there at New York, New York." And it's like, I don't want to admit to him that I actually kind of enjoy the roller coaster at New York, New York. <laughs> if I tell him I enjoy it, he'll he'll stop paying. Stop making. <laughs> as long as he thinks he's pissing me off, he's going to keep paying yeah. for me and then berate me for not going on it. But nice. no, I, I enjoy that split S that it does. But anyways, I I digress. But. The moment I got to that spot where I'm looking down through one of the skylights, I got a little nervous at that point. That that started bothering me a little bit, i got to admit. Yes, I, I do have my heights problem. Yeah. Like I said, shaky heights I can understand, but non-shaky heights, uh, don't get it sometimes. No, you know, when I when I was up there on the out there on the catwalk, it didn't bother me too much because you're looking out away from everything. But when I got to where I could actually look down, then it bothered me. So, because even when you're when you're looking down near the, you're looking down the outside of the contemporary. You're not looking down because you're looking down the slope of the A-frame. So it's not like you're looking straight down. You got the balcony that sticks out in front of you, and the balcony that sticks out in front of that, and so on all the way down. Yeah. Yeah. Unlike the pyramid over at Las Vegas, which does the reverse, and that one I can't deal with. Where the balcony below you is the <laughs> yes, back yes, way. Yes, yes. Oh. It's like the level you're on is floating in the area. Oh, yeah. cannot deal with that. Uh, that bothers me just thinking about it right now. <laughs> so Okay. All right, so any other, any other uh, fond recollections of your first trip to... First trip ever to Walt Disney World? Um, no, that, well, <laughs> the one thing that I still joke about was funny. When we did rent the car to go out to Cape Canaveral, and, of course, it's about 8 o'clock in the morning because that's when the car rental agency opens up. That's when we can get the key to the car. And we jumped in the car and turned it on. And immediately, of course, 8 in the morning, it's already pushing 85, 90 degrees in Florida. And yeah, the yeah. humidity is just right up there with it. We turned on the air conditioning and we fogged up the interior of the car because it was all fog blowing out of the air conditioner until it finally equalized and 
then started dr- drying the air. Started uh-huh. drying the air, but that was just the funniest thing that we we were in a cl- we were in a fog bank inside the car. So yeah, sticky floors. Yeah, see, it wasn't a. See, when I was there in January 1990, it, it actually had a cold snap that was killing orange trees. Yeah, and it was getting cold at night. It was like down into below freezing, and it was a big thing in the local news that you know we're going to lose oranges because of this stuff. Well, they get that now and then. And the and the only the only outer garments I had brought was a hooded sweatshirt and a raincoat. Because you thought you were going to Florida. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> wanted to be prepared for you know rain if you, anything. But you didn't know you were heading back to Syracuse, did you? Yeah. <laughs> By the Goodness way, crazy. I had some folks uh, visiting uh, the park last week that were from Syracuse. So we really? were talking for a few minutes there. Yeah, what'd they tell you? Are they? To like uh, what part of town? Like from Syracuse itself, or they tell you about the ask you, you know, relate some suburb. Yeah, in there. It was some suburb. It was, and I okay. I can't remember what the name of the suburb was. But when I said, "Well, yeah. exactly is that?" Oh, it's right next to Syracuse. Ah, okay. Uh-huh. And we talked to yeah, the, you and had oh, your, thanks. Your compulsion to uh, place a bet on the basketball team. <laughs> Every time we get to <laughs> Vegas, and the and <laughs> that's right. You know, I did not me how bucks much was. basketball means to that university until I mentioned that, and then suddenly, conversation for the next ten minutes was about the coaches and about everything. Else. <laughs> but the basketball team is like, you know, it's like talking football to anyone from Green Bay. You get them talking about their football is life. That's it. Hey. There's nothing wrong with that sentiment, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, being a Packers fan, I can't complain about it myself, but still. Yeah, I'd like to be a Packer owner. Oh, yeah, well. You know, because the whole town owns a piece yeah, of the team, right? I was right? going to say, you just have to move up there and live up there for about the next 20, 25 years. I have no idea how long it I was, is. I was trying to explain this last night to the kids when we were watching, or Sunday night, when we were watching a little bit of Sunday night football. And we were watching Green Bay, and my daughter's going, why do you like Green Bay so much? I go, I don't know. I I think it's mostly I like Green Bay because it has so much tradition and so much history to it as far as a football. It's one of the oldest football teams, I think, out there. I meant to go online and double-check on some of that, but it's been out (laughs) there forever. The stadium, by NFL standards, doesn't meet current NFL standards. The only reason it's still there is because... uh, Green Bay maintains it in such a nice, fine state, and it's been there for so long. It, it has become such a tradition for Packer games to play there. So the NFL gives it a waiver because it doesn't meet the seating requirements of a NFL stadium nowadays. And uh, it has such a tradition and such a fondness of the uh, folks that live in that area that I was trying to explain to this to her that... The moment you were born, I would have to put your name in to the pot to be in line to get season tickets. And hopefully by the time you're 20, 21 years old, you'll be able to get the season tickets because there is that much of a line of people waiting to get those tickets. And and I guess that's kind of what makes me a uh, Packer fan there. So Green Bay and the Broncos and the Dolphins. So those are my three teams. You got to pick just one. No, that's okay. I'm just giving you a hard time. No, I, you know. When the Rams left, the Ram when the, when the Lambs left, uh, it left that big hole in there. And 
just had to, the only way to fill that void was I had to choose three teams. Well, actually, there's four teams I like. It's the Broncos, the Packers, the Dolphins, and anyone that's playing the Rams that week. Uh, you're mad because they left? Oh, I'm pissed because they left. <laughs> uh-huh. That was so cheap. Such a cheap, cheap shot. But anyways. All right. So those are some. Those are some of my first memories of going. Of course, I you know I have more recent memories that are not as recent as yours, and certainly not as recent as Greg's right now. Yeah, okay. bastards could have gone four, four times in twelve months. Oh, that's disgusting. Did, have you now on his last trip? In in we did in August. In August, he was sending a picture once a day, sometimes twice a day, of wherever he was at that particular moment. Yeah. Has he done any of that with you? I've gotten two. I got the one of Nemo just before he ate him. Yeah, yeah. And then I haven't gotten anything. What was the second one he sent you? Uh, Them sitting around the table at Ohana's. Oh, okay. Um, Never received any other pictures. I uh, text messaged him last night, and I go, what's the story? Where's all the messages? He goes, too busy. And that's all it was, just too busy. Yeah, Yeah, well, he's got his new buddies now. He's going to go play with them. And you know he's probably they're probably taping a show or something right that now out there while we're ah uh, come on it's one thirty in the morning yeah, yeah. what else is they're up one thirty in, <laughs> in Florida uh, during conserve your, conserve your energy for the next day <laughs> all right Richard what do you want do you want to say we should uh, start to you know. Do the wrap up? Is that are we? I don't. I don't know. Winding down. This, this we're we're getting into winter hours. Nobody's on bicycles nowadays. They're they, they're staying at home and staying at work listening to the show. So, but, <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> there's that little truth. And what's the truth of the matter? We actually got through the subject matter within an hour tonight because well, we don't have this other person that's blowing off all this hot air around us that puts us onto another hour and a half's worth of tangents. You know, you know, here it is, Richard. You know, if it's you and I doing a show, we can get it done in an hour. If it's me and Greg, or you and Greg, it's two hours. And if it's all, all three of us, definitely two two hours. Yeah. Who knows how long even, it'll last? <laughs> even your, even the security show you guys did without me was two hours. Yeah, you know, I was listening to that show yesterday too, just to, because I hadn't listened, I hadn't heard it yet, so. Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of funny that it made it all the way to two hours on that show. So, but you know, as long as people keep saying, "Oh, the show length's fine," we don't care. And, you know, it's not the show length that bothers me; it's that you know I'm up till midnight talking. Yeah, yeah. Get sleepy. <laughs> well, the, the, you know? the worst thing for me is well, these last couple of weeks, and this is fortunately going to be the last one that, uh, that I've been home doing the shows but uh next week i will most likely be at the secret studios again why uh, is that well because you can i can well wait a second wait a second what's what's next week next week greg won't be back next week sure he is he's coming back on the first isn't he i thought he was coming back on the second or second or the third remember he extended it a couple days so he could be there on the first ten days 
yeah. think he's come back. I think he's come back. Well, we can always freaking find out. <laughs> so, so if he's home, you're going to be there. If he's not home, you're going to not be there. Is that it? Yeah, if he's home, I'll probably be back down there because it it just uh, seems to be a lot easier that way, just to uh, uh, be able to link up a little easier there at the Secret Studios and uh, be able to do a show. I, I just it just seems to be a little easier at times. Okay, so we will yeah. find out. But we'll have to, you know, we're gonna have to um, we have to come up with a plan for Halloween. Now, Halloween time is. In full yeah, swing, just, at the, just around uh, the corner. Are we going to do another uh, video? Yeah, yeah. Well, video. you know, that's you know, start the. Well, you know, uh, start storyboarding in your head or whatever, so we can. Yeah, Haunted Mansion reopened again this last weekend with the uh, oh, Halloween man. show. And Christmas. All the Halloween holiday. decorations are up. Disneyland's in full swing with their Halloween setup now. Yeah, it's it's. I actually heard somebody refer to it as Pumpkin Point today. Pumpkin Point. Yeah, you know Christmas Tree Point, Town Square. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. They referred to it as Pumpkin Point um, because of the giant pumpkin that sits down. There. Yeah. Now all I need to do is get Knott's Berry Farm in there with the Peanuts Gang, so we can get Linus out there in the Great Pumpkin. Oh, okay. Okay, that was That's a stretch. That was a stretch. Yes, it was. All right, um, <clears throat> then I'm going to start going down the the list here. Uh, let's start with saying thank you for emails. You can keep sending them. Yes, I got some. I, I've gotten some new letters, and finally, uh, Greg was uh, getting on my case this last week because Pluto Region One hadn't got my mail my mail sent back to her, and finally got that connected to her so my i'm getting my email again so all right good so yeah you know you know the addresses feel free to send us ideas subjects or things you want to hear us talk about feel free to go to itunes and leave feedback there if you'd like yeah um, please please leave feedback at itunes even, even if you're picking a, picking us up directly on our uh, uh off off our website it's nice to have the feedback on iTunes because a lot of people have started discovering the Disney Podcast Network on iTunes, and so they've been kind of searching the shows and hitting here and there on it. Or, now that Richard mentioned it, you can also go to the DPN. Um, the website's called thedpn.com. And you can leave feedback there if you'd like. And you can also find out about some other shows that are in our little family, our little network here. There's something for everyone, I think. And, uh, yeah, so there you go. So Anything else? No, Any, that pretty, nothing? That, that pretty much keep, keeps it going. And All right. Again, thank you for listening to our show. We, yes. We, we, you know, we, we really haven't said thank you that often to people. We, we used to say it all the time, and... We don't want to ever say that we ever take any of you listeners for granted because we we like we we really appreciate that you have us on your uh, players <laughs> on your iPod yes on your iPod <laughs> so, your MP3 players yes, and all the above no one... so and <laughs> and that you're taking up that you're taking up valuable bandwidth at your respective places of employment. Listen yeah. to our show. <laughs> <laughs> now, remember, it's best to download these shows 
so that you don't have the IS division coming up and asking why you're pulling all that bandwidth coming up. <laughs> oh, yeah. As if they got time to police your crap. Yeah. Oh, they started doing that around our place, so. Oh, well. <laughs> I won't go there. Nothing, nothing better to do. <laughs> so. <sighs> Anyways, so what's right, that? Right, then. Until next time, uh, I'll say goodnight. Goodnight. Let my- She bitches about the mosquitoes She sits down there There is nothing to do Her goddamn phone Never stops her ringing He'll try the surface in a day Maybe two Well he's on his third drink Before the wheels of the plane Leave the ground Making points with the steward Is high over long out of sound She's also spending some time on the island Too much city madness gives her the blues They make her day to go dancing and dining It seems neither has that much to lose The weather is here I wish you were beautiful My thoughts aren't too clear But don't run away My girlfriends are bored My job is too dutiful Hell, nobody's perfect Would you like to play? I feel together today Well now that's just the start of a well-deserved overdue bench Meanwhile back in the city certain people are starting to cringe His lawyers are calling his parents His girlfriend doesn't know what to think Singing and ordering drinks The weather is here I wish you were beautiful The skies are too clear Life's so easy today The beer is too cold The daiquiri's too beautiful No place like home when you're this far The daiquiri's too beautiful, no place like home.